0: welcome to another edition of Locked On Lightning part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Tanker. Oh my goodness. I <laughs> I just want to start off the show today tonight before we get into anything about the game. And this it's by saying five words and these five words are going to summarize pretty much you know <laughs> the not only this this game but this entire playoff run for the Tampa Bay Lightning thus far, and that is sleep is for the Week. Uh, <laughs> if you've been following along with this playoff run thus far, uh, especially with the show, or uh, you know, or this is just your first time, and if it is, go ahead, like and subscribe, and you know, follow us on the Twitter page at lo underscore lightning. It's been a wild ride where it's where the Lightning seem like they're about to lose the game, especially in all these overtime games. They, they somehow pull it off. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's, it's this whole run. It's like these late goals that they give up where, you know, they, they put a knife in you and then they just twist it the entire time. Get it real deep into your back the entire time in OT and then they finally let go when they score the game winning goal and it was just this whole game has been you know I was I didn't want to jinx it I didn't want to say anything on Twitter I didn't want to do anything I didn't even want to say it out loud but the entire time once they went into the first overtime now of course if you're listening to this you already know by now that the Lightning won in double overtime 3-2 to On a game winning goal for by Victor Hedman. Win the series. Winning the series. Uh four to one. You know, um you would have never I if you asked me back in March that the Lightning would beat the Bruins in a seven game series, I would say, yeah. Uh that's you know, that's sounds pretty right. You know, they have every there's no reason why they can't beat them in best of seven. But if you would have told me that they would have beat them four one in the best of series, I probably would have said Let's 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 slow down there a little bit. You know, um, let's not get let's not get a little crazy or overzealous in our predictions. But you know what? This this lightning team is on fire right now. I mean, they they go into the playoffs. They lose Steven Stamkos. They they haven't played a game with him yet. Their captain, arguably their best player, uh, and then in tonight's game they lose Nikita Kucherov, probably their second best player in terms of you know offensive production, and it's you really saw it once Kucherov went down and this was going to be really you know they've already the lightning have already been tested throughout this whole run but without having Stamkos but to lose Kucherov who has been so vital to their success who has really filled the gap that has you know opened up with Stamkos being gone uh he's really done it all he's scored goals he is he has created scoring chances for his teammates and to not have Kucherov, especially on the PK, that, uh, especially on those last couple, you know, on those power plays as well, and in overtime where Kucherov does such a good job of really spreading the ice out, really, really, you know, Kucherov really thrives in those open ice, um, open ice opportunities and situations and just, it was, it was just an, you know, a big blow when Kucherov went down, and hopefully, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, this at the end of the show, but, you know, hopefully it's nothing serious. Uh, he only played nine minutes tonight. Um, he came back in the second period, uh, played a couple of minutes. Actually, he came back in the third, um, after getting hurt in the second period. And then he, you know, he just, they took him out. I guess he didn't feel right. Um, I'm not going to try. I'm not, but I'm going to, I really don't want to say this. I really hope it's not true. But if I had to speculate, and we're never going to get, you know, we're never going to get an actual answer or reason as to why he's missing time. Obviously, now with the whole unfit to play thing in play. So even if he does come back, we're never really going to know what was wrong with him. But, I mean, we all saw the play. Char stick came up. Hit him in the face. He went down. He was holding his head. Um, obviously, it wasn't a dirty play, but... And it wasn't on purpose. I mean, we see it at the replay, but... you know, And it's very easy to say, oh, that was, you know, purposeful. There was intent. That's Chara. Yeah, I could see it there. Because, I mean, he's a professional hockey player. I don't care how old Chara is, and he really can't move that well out there. Uh he does have control over his body. He's able to kinda, you know, keep his balance there. But the stick went up, but you know, at the end of the day I don't think he was trying to hurt anybody, but I mean, you never know. But you we could all debate that on Twitter, I'm sure, but uh Bruins fans could say the same thing for the Paquette hit on uh I believe it was McAvoy. Um you know, I as a lightning fan, I could say, you know, McAvoy tried to turn at the wrong at the the last absolute moment and pocket couldn't go anywhere, stopped short and you know, the wall is right there but uh, if I had to guess with Kucherov I would have to say it's probably um, a concussion. I know Lightning fans, we don't want to hear that, you don't want to hear that but you know, we, we're we very honest here. I'm very honest here. You I know I, I, I don't sugarcoat things here on Lockdown Lightning. If you're a returning listener, you already know. If you're a new listener, strap in and just prepare yourself. Because this isn't the last time I'm going to be uh, straightforward with things like this where you might not want to hear the answer. But, yeah. So, a lot happening in this game. Not really going to go into all of it, obviously, you know, we're gonna talk about the major keys in this Uh, let's just skip forward to the second period Uh, you know, good job by Tampa to win the puck battles along the boards in this one Um, definitely saw, you know, that's what they've been really been doing a good job of uh, since the Columbus series Um, it seems like that Columbus series really elevated them to a new um You know, standard of playing and just the style of playing. I mean, we didn't really see that much out of the Lightning in terms of physicality early on in the Columbus series. And I know I keep referencing the Columbus series, but I mean, if you look at how this team was during that series as opposed to how this team was during the this current series and against Boston, they've really grown a lot. They've really, and the one thing that I've really noticed um, was that they've really and especially in this one, of course, with Kucherov being, you know, out of it, uh, only playing nine minutes, like I said, was them finding ways to win, um, you know, just just whether it's the the gourd line out there, uh, no matter who's out there, no matter who Coach Cooper throws out there, this team is just been doing a fantastic job of having that next man up mentality. Um, Guys really coming up big in key situations. Andre Pallott has been absolutely incredible. Um, And the first goal of the game is from Pallott. He's been hot, uh, deflecting a Shattenkirk slap shot. Uh, And how hot has Pallott been? It's his fifth goal in four games. Um, But, you know, oftentimes you would expect teams to kind of, especially in a series such as this, to maybe play a little bit more cautious going forward after a goal like this but this kind of did the opposite for the Bruins this kind of woke them up and at you know basically from that moment on until the end of the period Tampa was playing on their heels the entire game um you know Boston was just causing all this chaos in front where you know, shout out to I mean we're gonna talk about Vazzy later, but Vasileski had to make a bunch of ridiculous saves, great saves, to where um I think if Vasileski doesn't play the way he does in this game, we're looking at maybe a four one Boston Boston win in this one. I mean, Vasileski was really the defining factor. I mean goaltending in general was just Incredible in this game from both sides. I mean, stick taps the Yarsav Halak. Um, as much as you know, I, <laughs> you know, me trying not to be biased in this one. And but I mean, he was just throughout this whole series. I said at the beginning of the series, especially after Game One. I mean, he he's played well. It wasn't any kind of fluke um, saves in this one from Halak or any you know not bad sh- or or bad shooting from Tampa. I mean. Tampa was played, you know, they played very well in this whole series, creating chances, um, you know, getting guys in front, getting pucks in deep, doing all the things that you would expect a team to do in order to be successful in a game. And Halak was right there, staring them down, standing up, and making the saves when Boston really needed him to. So, you know, as much as you want to make all those excuses for your team, you know, you got to give credit when credit is due. Yaroslav Halak has been absolutely incredible. And, um, yeah, I, that's all I could say about that for him. Um, so then Boston answered right back a little bit later on. One-timer from Pasternak. Uh, this, this really started off, and we've seen this time and time again, and it's often, uh, with the Lightning, led to the other team having prime scoring chances and often led to goals was a weak clear, clearing attempt from Sergachev. Um, it's not just Sergachev. I mean, we have seen him do this in the past quite often, but, I mean, it's this goes around to every single guy on the team in a Lightning sweater. It's just um, oftentimes the Lightning give second and third chances to the opposing team. We saw it in bunches during the Columbus series. Um, I mean... In actuality, the Lightning should have really swept that series. Even though they did win 4-1, a a majority of those goals were because of just, you know, lazy. I wouldn't really say lazy. I mean, lazy could, could be considered a strong word in this case. But just weak effort in terms of clearing the puck and just turning it over right over in your zone. And you never want to do that. I mean, you have a great goaltender, but... You can't expect him to bail you out 35 to 45 times a night. Um, it's just not realistic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at this point, we have a tie game going into the third period. Uh, the Lightning the Lightning really needed to, you know, settle down after this one. There was a lot of chaos in front. And, uh, you know, they really need to go into the dressing room, really get their heads on straight because they seemed a little bit rattled. Um At that point, uh, and Boston really had a lot of momentum. And I hope, going into that intermission, that you know maybe they refueled and they probably ate a couple of Built Bars. Uh, Let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Uh, I've spoken about Built Bar uh, in plenty throughout this, you know, for the last I don't know how many months, but Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're coming out with. They already have 18 amazing flavors, uh, including nut and non-nut flavors. But they also have six new ones coming out. Uh, They have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. I mean, I can't wait to taste the, the, um, probably the lemon almond cheesecake. I'm a big cheesecake guy. But the official flavor, as of now, as it stands until these new flavors come out is the toffee almond I had that one a little while back and you know I fell in love with it and yeah um while you order these uh these built bar while you order right now um you know you get a free cooler with purchase while supply lat while supplies last so go ahead and order it uh, while they still have these in stock so, when you go to Built Bar, use promo code. When you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LockedOn. You get $10 off your first, your next order. Use promo code LockedOn for your $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. So, let's talk about the third period. Third period was a very interesting period. Um, definitely, probably the most stressful one out of all this entire game. Um, you know, it sounds cliche to say this going into especially starting off a period and I mean you've probably if you were following along with the game on Twitter especially um, Tampa really needed to win this period Uh, (laughs) you know um, but that was the facts and for the most part they did up until maybe the last minute or so when they gave up that goal I mean that was a fluke goal that was just something where I mean all you know all players on the ice and lightning sweaters, including Vasilevsky. That was just, I mean, Krejci was right, right, right place, right time. I mean, there was nothing Tampa could do about that, but um, yeah, he's Vasilevsky bailed out Tampa a lot of times in this. Um, there was a couple of times where Boston could have probably scored maybe one or two goals where, I mean, they had prime scoring chances. Boston came out of the, the gates in this period, firing on all cylinders so, and like I said at the top, uh, new, no Kucherov in this period. Um, so, and the lightning were kind of starting, you know, they, it looked like the lightning were just kind of waiting for Kucherov to come back, kind of have like that, you know, that, that reemergence similar to maybe Willis Reed back in the seventies NBA finals. I believe it was 1970 for the New York Knicks. Um, 73 I don't know I'm, I'm no NBA historian here so don't quote me on this but um and I was too I was hoping that you know maybe they would pan to the bench at some point and Kucherov would be sitting there or Doc would say something about oh it looks like Nikita Kucherov has made his way back to the back to the bench but um you know it by the end by midway through the f- third period um I was, you know, I realized, you know, they're gonna have to win this game on their own. They're gonna, someone's gonna have to step up and be the hero here, and um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just an unfortunate situation to have your best player at that time, um, regardless of who you're really thinking of as. I mean, all these other players that are hot right now, Braden Point, Andre Palat, uh you really need it. Uh, you know, it was, it really would have been a lot easier um, compared to what the Lightning actually had to do if they had uh, number 86 out there on the ice with them. Uh, yeah, Tampa opened up the the third on their heels. Like I said, Boston was really coming out firing, trying to create as many chances as possible. Uh, but Lightning score first. They get a great redirect by Sorelli in front on the shot from Hedman off the faceoff. Uh, Point won the faceoff. Big, that was a big faceoff uh, right there in, their own, in the Boston zone. Uh, Point doing a good job winning the face-off, dishing the puck out to Hedman. Hedman has been, I mean, let, I mean, we've spoken in in length on this show how clutch Victor Hedman, how amazing he has been throughout this whole seri- uh, this whole playoff run. I mean, we've but not in length, really. I mean, we've spoken about Braden Point, we've spoken about um, Zach Bogosian, Andre Vazileski, I mean, the list goes on, but I feel like Victor Hedman hasn't really gotten his due, and he's really starting you know, um, Believe it or not, I feel like, you know, Victor Hedman is really making a case for himself to possibly be, you know, not anytime soon, but he's definitely, if whatever reason they choose to make a little change there with the, the, the captain position, uh, Victor Hedman's making a, I mean, he's essentially the captain right now, uh, he's definitely put this team on his back not only in production on the ice in terms of creating chances, playing defense, doing everything out there, but also being a leader. And you could see it between the whistles, him talking to guys, whether it's on the ice, between whistles, before the face-off, or, um, or even on the bench, just talking to guys, uh, whether it's after making a mistake, after you know giving up a goal, or whatever the case may be. Victor Hedman has really, really done a fantastic job out there. And I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, you know, fingers crossed, the lightning make it to the finals, and you know, hopefully, they, they lift uh, you know a Stanley Cup at the end of all of this. That uh, you know, Victor Hedman possibly wins the Conn Smythe Trophy. I know I said uh, Braden Point early on, but you know, Victor Hedman has really, really started to make a case for himself. Um, I know maybe a defenseman winning the Conn Smythe not isn't always exactly the sexy choice. But, uh, I mean, in this case, especially with everything that has happened with this team, um, Stammer going down. Kucherov, we have no idea right now how long he's going to be out. McDonough missing some time. And, yeah, McDonough also, you know, coming back in this one. Totally forgot to mention that. But, yeah, McDonough came back in this one after missing three games. Uh, They took Coburn out. Didn't – wasn't exactly crazy about that. I thought, you know, Coburn has – pretty much played well enough to keep himself in the lineup. Um, I think Coburn has done a lot in terms of creating chances, making some very nifty passes, as well as um, doing a lot of good things on the back check. So, uh, I mean, as much as I would love to see Coburn out there instead of McDonough, McDonough is, I mean, he, he played very well tonight, so I can't really complain. He blocked a ton of shots out there. I just, I think that I just think that Coburn, in some ways, is more multi-dimensional than than maybe Brian McDonough. And I know that might be a little bit of a controversial uh, statement, but I mean, who knows? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it worked out tonight, so there's you know there's really not much criticism I could hand out there. So uh, yeah, great the redirect. So the Lightning are up at two-one uh, at this point, going into the later stages of the third period. And, yeah, uh, here's the key that I really, you know, we have seen in late in games what the Lightning have kind of not done a good job of is once they get the lead late in games, they kind of start to take their foot off the gas pedal. They kind of go from playing aggressive to this um, conservative way of playing, just, you know, puck possession, just trying to run out the clock. And, you know, that kind of, you know, just playing just – passing it back and forth to each other, not really applying any pressure, dumping and, you know, changing. Um, It it really, that really opens the door for turning over the puck in the neutral zone and having the opposing team um, really have a great opportunity for breakout chances and um, the Lightning didn't do that in this game, but I was interested to see, especially after a big goal like that, if the Lightning were going to do that and especially in a in a potentially serious clinching um, game but they didn't do that they they didn't sit back which was good to see but uh, yeah unlucky goal comes up later on uh, puck trickles through after Polop blocks the initial shot Uh is right there on the doorstep uh, Just it was just a lucky bounce I mean Vasilevsky didn't see it um, you know the defenders in the area for the lighting it was just one of those moments where it was uh, wide open net. Krejci was right there and he punches it in, ties the game. Um, just a little scary moment in terms of like, you know, the perfect storm for the Lightning. Almost probably like seconds after the goal is scored. Um, after the next whistle blows, uh, the puck's in play. Headman gets cold for tripping with 156 left. Uh, and the Lightning just needed to make it towards OT. Um you know, the Lightning are undefeated in the playoffs in OT. So I feel like even though they're down, you know, one of their top scorers is out of the lineup, probably lost for the game at that point. Uh, you know, they just needed to make it an OT because they were just, you know, they've been in the position. I think they've played. I think this was their fifth overtime game of the playoffs. Uh, it's just, yeah, it was, I think that that kind of, even though, The personnel wise If you're looking at both teams at that point You you obviously got to give the edge to Boston I think Since Tampa has been in this position So many times already You have to give them The edge, believe it or not The sneaky edge Just because um, Of their their ability To keep their composure I mean they played five OT You know that first OT game Against Columbus And then a couple of those OT's throughout that Columbus series and as well as, you know, a couple OT games in this series as well. So, you know, you have to give the edge to Tampa. Um, Bruins were completely in control for the first six minutes of OT. Uh, Yeah, got a lot of pucks on net. Tampa could barely get the puck up ice. It was super frustrating to see because, I mean, we spoke about this in length on past episodes, Tampa... You know, their inability to carry momentum from period to period. I mean, they didn't really have that much momentum going into OT. So that's kind of part of it. But Tampa has been notorious for the most part uh, throughout this playoffs and the series of doing, doing, you know, not being able to start off periods on a good foot, which, you know, ultimately can lead to some. Cheap goals slash early goals to where you know even in overtime that could potentially even though they've they had they they've won all their OT games you know you don't want to give up an early one there and then that's a kick in the kick in the stomach there and then Tampa has to you know play another game and you know it's it's just nobody wants that if if you're a, if you're a Lightning fan um, and then yeah zero shots on goal in the first eleven minutes of OT I was I don't know about you but I was losing my my mind at that point I just. I was it was one of those things where you didn't realize it at first, but it made a ton of sense since the lightning could barely get into the attacking zone. They could barely get a a break started. Um but they started to put it together uh you know, after they got it on the power play at ten twenty seven. Um they were over three on the power play at that point. They didn't score, obviously. And but the good thing was that it seemed like going you know obviously not scoring there um, kind of put a little bit you know more life in them they were oftentimes throughout this whole playoffs what I've noticed is that whenever Tampa fails in a certain situation in the game, whether it's giving up a goal or most times it's actually not scoring on the power play, it actually you know you would you would expect scoring on the power play. Would inject some life into the team. Um, in this case, it does the opposite. Tampa fails to score. They go over. They go over four, and it it injects life into the team. I guess you know sometimes failing, playing mad. You know, the, some of the, one of the age old warnings and throughout sports is don't play mad because that could lead to some bad decisions. Well, with this Tampa team, it seems that that does the opposite. Playing mad. Sometimes, oftentimes, as as we've seen, and like I just stated, leads them to playing better. Um, and we saw that at the end of this overtime, they they really turned it on at the you know with one thirty left in overtime, um, especially after a couple of big saves by Vasilevsky to keep this game, you know, tied and obviously going forward into the second OT. Uh, and yeah, going into the second OT. Tampa Bay comes out firing on all cylinders. This was the time, you know, we've seen it here and there throughout this series and last series as well. Tampa, you know, I stated earlier they they don't really they're not really good at carrying momentum from period to period. But it seems like in OT they they do that, which is it's very strange. I mean, you never you always want to win games in regulation, especially in the in the NHL playoffs. But Tampa it seems like they only get better as the game goes on, and that that goes for the same with with Andre Vasilevsky. I mean, with each save in this game, he just got better and better and better. Um, I mean, he made some mistakes here and there, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But Tampa really, you know, really made you feel good coming out of into the second OT. Uh, they were really creating a lot of ch- chances, but. Uh, scary moment a little later on here. Dangerous turnover by Vasilevsky behind the net. Um, I noticed early on throughout this game, there was a couple of times where he goes behind the net to get the loose puck to, you know, to fire it out to a teammate um, to get the rush started. And he's a little bit lackadaisical with it. Um, I don't know if it's just, you know, the more he does it throughout the game, and we've seen it here and there through certain, you know, in some games, but... It seems like the more he touches the puck outside, you know, whether you know when it's not a shooting situa- a save situation, uh, he's a little lackadaisical, and I feel like he just eventually, hopefully, I hope hope I'm wrong, but I feel that's gonna that's gonna end up leading to a, a scoring chance, possibly a a goal. I mean, we saw it with Flurry years ago, where I believe he did it twice in the span of a series. Um, where he turned over the puck right there. Instead of throwing up against the glass up ice, try to get it, you know, out of the zone. He tries to pass it, try to be a little bit too cute with it. And, you know, he needs to fix that up. Sergeyev bails him out on this by forcing the turnover, thankfully. But let's get to the real exciting moment. The ex- moment where I jumped out of my chair, screamed at the top of my lungs, and I'm pretty sure everybody in my neighborhood thought someone got murdered in my house. Uh <laughs> Hedman skates in towards the slot, rips one through traffic. Game-winning goal, right past Halak, Bolts win the series, advance to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they will face the winner of the Islanders Flyers. Just an incredible, draining <laughs> series. Um, like I said at the top of the show, you know, sleepers for the week. Um, and, yeah, uh, uh, you know, it was a great series on both ends. You got to – you got to – Tap your stick for for the Boston Bruins on this. They played a great series, even though they won one game. They were a pain in the ass, uh, especially their power play. Uh, they scored uh, a power play goal in every single game in this series, and that's what that's what makes them the best power play unit in the league. So, you know what? And Yaroslav Halak played incredible. Um, he really made the Lightning work for it. You know, he wasn't. You know. We were a little, I guess, as Lightning fans, we're a little bit lulled into, you know, being comfortable after the news broke that Tuka Rask uh, was leaving the bubble because, you know, he want, he didn't want to be away from his family, which is understandable. So, you know, you have to deal with the backup, Yaroslav Halak, and then after that 7-1 win in Game Three, um, you know, you're starting to, all right, we got this guy. It, but you know, it wasn't by any means going to be an easy run from there. Um, you know that was just a fluke game. Every goalie has it has an as an off night and that was his off night. And yeah, he was he was making great saves out there, keeping Boston in it. But the Lightning were better out there and they, they really uh you know, it really challenged them to, to find more ways to win, find, you know, more ways to create chances on the offside of the off side of the ice. So, final thoughts. Uh you know, let's let's preview a little bit, I guess. Of who the Lightning might face. Uh, final thoughts, Vasilevsky was incredible in this game, incredible in this series. He, he made 45 saves on 47 shots. Hedman, game-winning goal, had one goal, two points. Halak, 32 saves on 35 shots, uh, but the big question mark, obviously, uh, that all Lightning fans are worried about going forward is Nikita Kutrov. Obviously, we're not going to get an answer, a clear answer as to what's wrong with him. Um, You know, with the unfit to play status that we are going to have to get on players now. But um, hopefully, here's what we could root for now while the Lightning wait to to see who they're going to play. Now, obviously, they're going to play the winner of the Islander uh, Flyer Series. Right now, as it stands, it looks like unless all hell breaks loose, which Lightning fans should most definitely wish for. So the Islanders are up 3-1 in that series. Um, I think the best thing right now for the Lightning, especially, you know, even though they won, they've only lost two games in the last two rounds, I think the best thing... I mean, they're still pretty beat up. Those were really hard-fought games and series. Um, So they definitely need the rest. But... Hope for, you know, for the sake of possibly having Nikita Kucherov back. Hope for at least having, you know, that series, the flyers Islander series, go to maybe game, a game six or a seven. Um, Game five is tomorrow night. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, just wish for that to happen. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Flyers are pretty much done now. And as it stands, most likely uh, that lightning will be playing against the New York Islanders, which is something if you told me back in September that that was going to happen in the playoffs. I would have called you crazy, especially if you would have told me that in October and November when the lightning looked like they weren't even going to make the playoffs. But here we are, middle uh, as the cl- we're, I'm recording this at 1157 clock's about to turn. We're about to be in September. If you would have told me we're playing the Stanley Cup playoffs in the beginning of September, I would have told you you're crazy. But here we are, 2020, the year of craziness. But guess what? It's not all bad. Lightning are advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals after a hard-fought series against their rivals, division rivals, the President's Trophy-winning Boston Bruins. So I'll be back tomorrow to talk about more about this game as well as talk about you know looking forward to um, about what's going to happen with, you know, the upcoming opponent, everything. We'll keep, I'll keep you updated with if we hear any news on Cooch and all that fun stuff. So that's been it for today's episode of Lockdown On Lightning, part of the Lockdown On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you on the next one.